This episode of the Red Box Report is brought to you by Chesapeake Tees. If you're ever in the need for high-quality custom t-shirts for any occasion, just visit www.chesapeaketees.com to see everything they have to offer, including business or sporting apparel, custom slogan or logo design, fundraising events, and so much more. Help support a small local business, and they'll help you bring your vision to life on a t-shirt. Shipping is always free, and listeners of this podcast will receive an extra $2 off when you enter the coupon code REDBOXREPORT, all one word, at checkout. On top of that, the more shirts you order, the bigger the discount. Chesapeake Tees, a small business with big ambition. Hello, and welcome to episode 134 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox, and sometimes TV series. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And this week, as I just said, we'll be reviewing the Netflix original series, Wet Hot American Summer, First Days of Camp, as well as for the film club segment, the film, the cult film that spurred this sequel slash prequel Wet Hot American Summer clearly spiritual successor yes <laughs> or just straight up <laughs> uh, so this is a little bit different than our usual thing um, a TV episode yeah I'm. we have our top five is going to be comedy TV shows of all time uh, for what else we watch we're only going to talk about the TV shows that we've watched and obviously we're going to review the TV series White Hot American Summer First Days of Camp. But first, with the Film Club segment, we're going to talk about Wet Hot American Summer, the called hit from 2000, I believe. 2001? Yeah. 2000, 2001. Yeah, but this is a movie that, at the time it was released, it was really just came and went under the radar, indie comedy. But over the years, it gained a cult following. I was going to say, imagine. I, uh, I never heard of it until the show came out. The cast is ridiculous. Um, it's crazy. Directed by David Wayne, who did Role Models and a lot, a lot of Wanderlust, a lot of movies yeah. you probably would have heard of. But it, <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer has Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, Michael Showalter, Michael Ian Black, Paul Rudd, Christopher Maloney, Molly Shannon, Ken Marino, Joe Latrugillo, Amy Poehler, Bradley Cooper, and many more. Yeah. It's basically a spoof comedy about a the last day of camp at a summer thing where these like high school age camp counselors are um, counseling the younger campers, I guess. Yeah. And the joke at the time was that these counselors who were supposed to be like high school juniors or seniors are played by like grown ass people yeah. and um, they take it even farther in the TV series but we'll get into that yeah. a little bit later um, expectations going into this had you seen it before in the past no. heard of it what were uh, I mean maybe vaguely but I didn't really I, I don't know I had a general idea it was a comedy about summer camp that's about it 
Yeah, I watched it a few years ago. Um, thought it was decent. Kind of just like, I guess, at the time, even though I watched it like 10 years later, came and went indie comedy. That yeah. I love Paul Rudd, so I was, enjoyed his parts, but I didn't really think it was great. But I did rewatch it because it had been like five years, and I definitely appreciated it more this time. Um, and that okay. may have been because I watched the Netflix series and then I rewatched the movie. Okay. Um, but all together, I really think, <laughs> I think it fit. I like, it's kind of weird that I was catching the jokes from the show <laughs> as I'm watching this movie. I'm like, oh, that's what they were <laughs> doing that for. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, yeah, the mo- I'm getting it mixed up. Like we're yeah, we got confused. We're debating should we review the movie or the TV series? Because <laughs> one is the first days, one's the last days, but one came out 15 years earlier. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we should almost just do like a mishmash uh, review yeah. them both at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of it'd be hard to do it. You'd be reviewing the same thing in a way. I mean, they're not literally the same thing. But, but very similar styles. Yeah. I guess we're going to stick with the movie for now. I try to, but... Uh, basically, I guess the main crux of the story is that Janine Garofalo is... She's not just a counselor. She's like a... She's, like, I guess, the head of the camp. Yeah, and... Her... She meets her... Her meets... <laughs> she meets um, David Hyde Pierce, who is from Frasier. He's yeah. Miles, Miles Crane from Fraser, and he's like a, what, a, invent, a scientist or something? Sci- yeah, some... Uh, astronomist. And yeah, astronomer. Yeah, and she, them two hit it off, they are having a little love story, and doesn't something, like, he takes the kids for a field trip? Yeah, he doesn't necessarily likes the kids, but Don't they? He, like, he takes them out. He takes all the nerdy kids out. And don't they realize a, like an astronaut, a comet is coming straight for the Earth or something? But then it just misses. Yeah. Like all this weird, serious stuff. Um, and then you got the counselors who are just trying to get laid and, I guess, interact with each other. Yeah. And then you have the crazy cook who is like a Vietnam War vet. Crazy horse talks to a can. <laughs> yeah, which you learn that it's actually the old head of the can. Yeah, the <laughs> prequel. <laughs> um, thought that was pretty amazing. It's just like very out there, weird humor. Mm, Nothing yeah. subtle. <laughs> no. Uh, Paul Rudd is by far my favorite character. He's just the complete asshole, Andy, who <laughs> <laughs> uh, just treats people like shit, but everyone loves him. He's the coolest guy. Uh, yeah, I agree. He's probably my favorite character. I sort of like the uh, the curly hair guy. Ken Marino? Yeah. Who acts just, like he's uh, a chick magnet banging all these girls, <laughs> but he's a virgin. Yeah, he he almost annoyed me so much that I ended up like liking him. I don't know. It was... And then you got Joe Latriglio. Joe Latriglio, his little <laughs> sidekick who thinks he's yeah. the man. <laughs> and... Uh, let's see who else. Uh, I Michael can't Sherwell remember. Did, yeah. One of the main guys. Yeah, the main who, guy. Like wrote the show and movie. Uh, <laughs> I like his arc better in the show than the movie. I think. 
Really? Yeah. I like him as a character much better in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like He looks weird for the show. He's just... Doesn't. Yeah, that's why I love it. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just so ridiculous. It's really hard to talk about. It's that's what I was like I'm trying to write notes. I'm like, um, it's yeah, <laughs> just wacky comedy that hey. I thought was funny. Like, um, the show ends with everybody, all the guys sleeping in the girls' dorms, and then they run out. Yeah, immediately, and then I. I was like, that has to be some kind of nod to something, right? And then the, the movie starts off the same exact way. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy that this whole movie is supposed to span just one day. <laughs> so much stuff happens. Yeah. And same with the TV show. All eight, six up or eight episodes are supposed to just be that one first day. Can't really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess you got Bradley Cooper... Way before he was a movie star. Yeah. And he's got like a gay tryst with uh, Michael Ian Black. Actually, now that I think of it, those two are sometimes <laughs> my favorite <laughs> <Yeah>. characters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you have the girl from 40 Year Old Virgin. Uh, yeah, what's her name? Um, <laughs> you would. She's not even on the first page of the wow. IMDb. Her name is Elizabeth Banks, and yeah, she's in it as well. It's really, there's so many people. I love the part when Paul Rudd takes the bus, or is it Paul Rudd, or is it the other guy? Oh, uh, no, it's the other guy, the, the, uh, the curly, yeah. the really curly hair. Take the kids out, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then one of them talks crap, and he throws him, like, kills him, or throws him, into a tree far away or something. Does he, he just like leaves them. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's like a, I don't, that's what, I don't understand the time span. It's like, that's, a, that's, this long kayak thing and he yeah. leaves them and I don't know. It's, it's part of the comedy, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm really sorry. There's not much to say. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to explain. Yeah. A little forethought. Nice. Yeah, we rushed into those. Yeah, well, I mean, when we first came with the idea, I was like, oh, this would be cool. Yeah, Different before we even do. watched it. Yeah. But, alright, I guess we can... I, I really enjoyed the movie, I will say. Um, 8 out of 10. Uh, if you like weird comedy and just out there humor. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to see all these yeah, different stars. Yeah, just want to see a star study. Amy Poehler is, like, uh, part of the... Theater squad. And yeah, uh, it's got it's got a character for you. I'll yes, say that. There's probably no is. matter what, pretty much. Yeah. So, I thought it was really funny. Enjoyed it more on a second watch. But as far as the TV show, I I really liked it. I I did. Um, it's very similar to the movie. Yeah. Um, Except there's a lot more characters. You got cameos from Michael Sarah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. One of my favorite parts. He's a detective. (laughs) Gets shot in the head. Well, I gotta say, he's the only part of all that I liked. Really? Yeah. The only. Like, I thought, uh, what's her, the main, the head lady. Jeanine Garofalo. She bothered me so much in the the show. show. Yeah. It was just way too overdone, I thought. (laughs) 
Uh, you got John Hamm as the the eagle <laughs> assassin. Yeah. Uh, I actually love the stuff in the show with Christopher Mallory. The guy that's the, the cook in the movie. Yeah. Because he starts off this completely normal guy. Normal. He falls in love with this girl. <laughs> and it just so happens that he gets driven nuts by the can. The talking can. And then... I don't know. Yeah. He slowly, or not even slowly, descends into Manus as he tries to kill Ken Reader's character. I, uh, I enjoyed the movie. I did not like the show. Really? I really didn't. Like, I really wanted to like the show, too. And it was just, to me, it seemed like it was more fun for the people that made it yeah, to absolutely. make it than it was for me to watch. Yeah. Uh, like, I didn't like anything to do with the little kids. Pretty much. Yeah, that was they the worst like, part. That like they were purposely part. trying to hit every stereotype and yeah. arc, story arc of teenage <laughs> summer or whatever. I don't know. It just uh, I under, the whole concept is sort of being forced. Like the comedy is always forced and it's sort of funny that way, but the show is just too much. I just love how they took the extre- already extreme of the movie and made it even more. Like they're fifteen years older, and they're <laughs> playing younger versions of the same characters, look nothing alike in some cases. Yeah, I like how um, the scene when the girl she starts off looks like a twelve year old <laughs> goes in the bathroom because she gets a period. Yeah, <laughs> she comes out as the grown up person character. Yeah, uh, thought um, that was clever. Like, I understood what they were doing, and I kind of appreciated it, but it just didn't pay off for me. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, and maybe rewatching it, it's one of those things that, like, famously, I didn't like Dumb and Dumber the first time I watched it. There's, there's a handful of movies I really like now that I didn't like when I first watched, but, and I don't know. It just, the movie, I was gratified that I watched it. The show, just an hour I was. Boom. Yeah. This is a four hours, split into eight half-hour yeah. episodes. I actually did space it out a little bit. I pretty much watched one or two episodes at a time over a week. Yeah. Uh, which helped. That's, mine was a little bit more spaced out. Like, I would watch two episodes. I forget, I think I watched like, the first three episodes, which I might, it might have been slightly out of order. Yeah. But I still went back. But, yeah, I don't know. By the last episode, like, it was getting so weird that I was just like, this needs to end. (laughs) I just love that there's enough stuff here that would be the span of the entire (laughs) camp. It's the first day of camp. (laughs) It's, I don't know. And it's just, I found it funny. Uh, John Slattery's character, he's, like, helping with the theater club so he can sleep with... (laughs) <laughs> underage girls yeah way. even though Amy Poehler is, is not, not clearly not <laughs> yeah. underage yep uh, and, and again Paul Rudd was my favorite character yeah uh, he's like hey Janie I farted on you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you love it and then he's like trying to coolly walk away Walks into the fence and <laughs> keeps going into this empty field to, to keep looking cool. I just thought every decision that he made was... Um, <laughs> but it could just be I'm in love with Paul. It's true. <laughs> I don't know. I guess what else... Uh, 
Like, the characters that I maybe just didn't care for prior, I did not like at all. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It just bothered me for some reason. Yeah. In the... What about Lake Bell's character? She was the love interest to Michael Sherwalter. Actually. I thought her stuff was good. Her, she had the only moments that I really, like, laughed out loud for. Like, there's one part of the guys trying to say three. <laughs> yeah. Or turd. It's like turd, and then it she's like. be our like, third. Yeah. yeah. No, I say our third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like looking into his eyes while this is hap- this conversation's happening. He's like, whatever. And she's like, oh. Oh, well, I misunderstood as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it was so yeah. I just love how he's like head over heels in love with her and she just feels bad and she's treating everybody the same yeah. he's reading into it all this <laughs> they give it what are given gazebos or whatever instrument out to everybody <laughs> changing his style yeah oh and you got Chris Pine that was kind of weird I didn't really love that I didn't that. really get that yeah it was really it was kind of random. It was actually. cool to see Chris Pine yeah. in a weird role like that, but I that was probably my least favorite. Although Elizabeth Banks, I thought, was actually... Didn't seem like the same character at all from the movie. Because no. she's like a, a secretly a Rolling Stone journalist or something. Yeah. I thought that was actually funny, but it it is weird it's not really you know, the same character as later on. Yeah, it's... I mean, yeah. It's kind of funny Like when she... I can't turn the story in. I've known these people for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I, th- I really liked watching the relationship between Michael Ian Black and Bradley Cooper develop. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's a, it's a strange trip, man. It is. It, it is. really is. <laughs> They're drink- the guy... What is the guy uh, from Rushmore? Oh, uh, yeah. What is that guy's name? I never really uh, like him in anything. But I actually thought it was okay here. He's like, I think it's toxic waste. He starts eating it with a spoon. Yeah, it is. Keeps eating. <laughs> so weird. I get him mixed up with another guy too. No, I'm not even going to attempt to stab it. I love it. My favorite part that he's ever had was in Funny People. Did you ever see it? Yeah. When he plays the teacher, it's Yo Teach or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, like a white teacher at an all-black school, like a <laughs> sitcom style. Yo, teach. Yeah, that is good. I like. I really like that movie. Yeah, I love it. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I apologize. It probably was not the best choice. It was either this or that terrible uh, Reese Witherspoon, Sofia Vergara movie, Hot Pursuit. So, I actually think we made the right choice. It's just a bad time. Yeah, and... It's we just tried a something tough different. Thing to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It's if you watch it, you would understand what we're talking about. But. Absolutely. But I think what will be easier to talk about is just our top five comedy TV as a whole. Yeah. I did not realize how many great comedy shows there have been. Yeah. Um, I've been. I was trying to really be kind of creative. And... Yeah, because I've been more of a drama guy on the TV side. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like there's a lot of sitcoms and crap that are just terrible. I try to avoid them. Yeah. But let's 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 get into it. All right. My number five is Friends. 
I'll be there for you. I think I was going with the same thing there. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, my four and five. I was four and five, and my uh, honorable mentions are kind of all right there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think Friends. I think a lot of people don't like the show. I, I know it has a stigma to it, but I love it. It is a good show. I feel like most of the people that don't like it are just people that don't watch it. Yeah, I mean, me, my friend Steve and Zach and Brian, I feel like we used to say, all right, we're going to watch every season of Friends in a row. And then we start with season one, and then we'd fade like either halfway through season two or something. Yeah. And that happened at least three or four times. Oh, uh, definitely. I had all of them on DVD, like so many classic episodes, just the great characters in the the chemistry between them. Yeah. Chandler Bing is my favorite. Joey. Um, they're all... Yeah. I like pretty much all of them. <laughs> sort of like if one wasn't there, the other one wouldn't be. One of the most quotables, quotable yeah. comedy shows, at least for me personally. Um, I guess I just kind of grew up with it and it stuck. <laughs> my favorite episode is probably the game show episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the lightning <laughs> round. <laughs> Uh, so many quotables. <laughs> That's Miss Chenandler Ball. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I was a lesbian. Did I just say that out loud? Blah blah blah. Yeah, we've watched it. A couple it's times. not good listening. I understand to <laughs> have people just quote stuff, but um, yeah, friends, great show. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I guess we're, my we're, number four is Roseanne. Okay. Deceptively great comedy sitcom from the late 80s, early 90s. Um, I actually didn't appreciate it at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's only in reruns as I've watched it that I've realized the greatness of the show. <laughs> um, John Goodman is amazing as Dan, the husband. Yeah. Just great family dynamics. Roseanne, she's annoying as shit in like person in real life. As a judge on Last Comic Standing, even. Uh, but on the show, she really held it all together. Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, know. It's been a long time since I've seen you it. You got but... DJ. Uh, what the hell? That was the boy. Yeah. Uh, what? I can't remember what her, the girl's name was. You got the goth one Darlene? and the blonde one. Darlene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just a, a really, at least as far as I was concerned when I was younger, underrated show. It's a prequel to being Big Bang here. Is it really? No. But it's, it's got two people. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. Darlene yeah. and that, whatever, her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, you have again. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number four? Um, Seinfeld. Okay. Um, actually, to be completely honest, it's probably the most iconic and could arguably be the number one, but just in terms of my favorite. It's my number four. My dad loves it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting. All right, my number three, Freaks and Geeks. The Judd Apatow series that only lasted one season. It's got James Franco, Seth Rogen, all these. Janine Garofalo, I believe. Or no, not Janine Garofalo. The other one that I always confuse her with. <laughs> it was in Mad Men and other things. But um, it's... More drama, dramedy than a straight comedy, but Seth Rogen, James Franco, Jason Siegel are in it, yeah. and it is funny at times, but it's a great coming-of-age tale, 
where it follows like the ninth graders and the twelfth graders and just growing up in this time and place and high school and yeah I great, 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 great stuff and by reputation I've never actually seen it myself yeah it's it's fantastic <laughs> alright so number three South Park South Park I've only seen a few episodes everyone I've seen I thought was funny but just really? not a show that I called on to see it's I really respect the show because it evolved over time like in the beginning, it was just crazy funny because they were the first people to really push the envelope, cussing, and you know it was just kind of potty humor at first, but clever. But then it eventually became something more, where they kind of criticized and made fun of themselves and others. Of Very basically, ballsy. people that take themselves too seriously and they take on things that a lot of people are scared to take on. Yeah. Not they're very. I love the movie, but they're fair about it too. Like they they want to make fun of everyone. Like, I mean, they might point out one episode, one particular thing, but they're not going to be like, "This is better than this" or anything like right. that. Pretty all around. Actually, the guy who voiced Chef uh, quit or whatever over them making fun of Scientology, <laughs> and the whole thing was like, we just. We make lampoon everyone. Like yeah. we did the Mormon Church and all. And you didn't care about that, but yeah. Um, and like I said, I love the movie. Some of the episodes I've seen, the Mong- Mongolian City Wall episode, yeah. that was pretty good. Oh, uh, they had some really, really, really good. Like uh, the Mormon Church one, the Scientology one are hilarious. And but what it, that play? What did they make? Same people. Uh, the Book of Mormon, which is apparently amazing. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I heard about that. That's sort of what they're. They tell the tale of the Book of Mormon in uh, the South Park episode, and throughout the episode, it keeps popping up on the bottom. This is actually what their thing says. Or no offense, to anyone. Just saying, it funny, you know. There's a lot of comedy and truth. Yeah, exactly, and that's sort of their whole. Yeah. yeah, you know. If you can't make fun of yourself, who can you make fun of? And then they use different characters as different types of people and generalize things, and it's it's funny. Yeah, I've always always thought it was funny, but it just for some reason I never watch it on a weekly basis. Or I reason. guess it's a uh, it's one of the smarter written comedies. Out there. Yeah. My number two, the Ali G show. All right. Only lasted what two or three seasons over in England, but yeah. obviously uh, Sasha Baron Cohen doing the Ali G, Bruno, and Borat characters, uh, <laughs> just tricking people <laughs> into thinking that they're real. In the whole, I think it's the like laugh out loud funniest show ever. I love it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen like every episode or anything, but the. What I have seen, I died laughing. Yeah. And I love the Borat movie. I really, really like the Bruno movie. They made an OG movie, but it's not in the same vein as the Bruno and Borat movies. It's more of a really? terrible scripted comedy, <laughs> which is really disappointing. But, uh, yeah, the show is amazing. He's talking to politicians, to, like, legit people, <laughs> and having intense debates. <laughs> Yo, but don't you think that, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> abortions be like <laughs> oh my god yeah he just he's amazing at staying in character and just dedicating it to himself to yeah his, he's, he's to obviously a pretty smart guy yeah absolutely um I don't know if anyone hasn't seen the show you really really ought to check it out it might be on HBO Go I think they had the American rights to it I'm not sure but amazing yeah alright uh, number two uh, personal favorite of mine Trailer Park Boys um, never seen it it's a Canadian TV show it's a uh, actually it was pretty ahead of its time for when it came out I think they're Ten seasons in, nine seasons in right now, with a year space in between. A couple, it kind of went in chunks, I think. Um, it got renewed by Netflix recently, but it's a mockumentary. Before I'd really heard about people really committing to it, but uh, it's just three buddies live in a trailer park, and the general consensus of the seasons are. Usually one or all of them get out of jail in the beginning of the season. They're kind of petty thefts, thieves, poor. And they plan on doing one more big heist or whatever their plan is so they never have to break the law again. And then throughout the seasons, it really just turns into them rationalizing that their illegal deed is legal and not there's nothing wrong with it. And... They get drunk and high the whole time, but it's really not about that. There's really, like, actual storylines. It's just goofy and layered. And it's it's kind of a polarizing show. You're either going to love it and fall in love with the characters, or you're not going <laughs> yeah. to care much for it. It's one of these shows that I've heard multiple people like it. For some reason, I just can't even bring it up to watch it. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just, so... It looks... First time I ever saw anything about it, I was like, that's the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen. I mean, it's weird looking, like bubbles, has these thick glasses and talks weird, but he'll end up being the favorite, and Ricky's sort of like a Homer Simpson-ish character, and yeah, I don't know, it, it's, it's crazy, it's funny though. Well, my number one is a show you've already mentioned, it's Seinfeld. It doesn't get any better than Seinfeld. I'm so sorry, everybody. Like I said, it's probably, theoretically, the best comedy on my it's list. It's just but. so well done. The show about nothing. Uh, so well written, acted, <laughs> performed. Um, I, what, they have like 180 episodes or something like that? Yeah. Kramer is amazing. George is my favorite character. Just love yeah. his trials and tribulations. Yeah. yeah. Even Jerry is great. Elaine, all of them. You can't go wrong. Um, yeah, I'm without just quoting stuff again. So it, I think it's the best show ever. Everyone always talks about how the finale, the series finale, was such a disappointment. But how you? That's not how I remember the show. Me either. Though. Not at all. Whenever there's a rerun on TV, I will watch it. Unless there's a baseball game one. But uh, I have it on just randomly all the time. It's so it's rewatchable. Background music almost. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And so what? 
If how are you supposed to end a show about nothing? They tried something, it didn't work. So what? There's 179 other amazing episodes. Yeah, missed all one. Yeah, Oops. but uh, no soup for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's my number one. Any honorable mention? Oh shit! Uh, my, number, uh, my number one's always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it's just the more modern. But if you don't know what Always Sunny in Philadelphia is, go out and watch it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's an honorable mention for me. Um, yeah. Charlie, Mac, and Dennis, these <laughs> terrible people in Philadelphia who run a bar. And D. Don't yeah. forget D. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was probably my number six. It's In its prime, it was just unstoppable. Yeah, I haven't watched it in years. I haven't seen the last season or two because they moved it to FXX and yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which pisses me off, but I, my favorite episode ever is definitely Wild Card, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Danny DeVito, man. Yeah, Danny DeVito, absolutely. <laughs> Weirdo Frank. <laughs> uh, now, any honorable mentions? Chappelle Show. Yeah, I've never... When it was on, I watched an episode or two. I never really got into it at the time, but I know it was definitely awesome. Yeah, it was... I mean, it's just sketch comedy or whatever, but and it's it was awesome for its heyday. I'm actually kind of glad it didn't get dragged out and whatever. So amazing, uh, Simpsons. Yep, honorable mention for me too. Family Guy. Honorable mention for me. Brennan Stimpy. Yep, that's a good one. And yeah. Although I don't know how it would be now. Yeah, well, that's sort of why I didn't. <laughs> At the try. time, it was so weird, gross boogers. And... It was ahead of its time. I'll yeah. say that it's Definitely probably a bit dated now. Weird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got. Review, which I'll talk more about in a little bit, but that's a Comedy Central show. Uh, another one, Nathan for You, which is just this guy, Nathan Felder, who will go to a business and come out with insane ways to like bring in more business. <laughs> like, he's the one that he, he'll always be on the news once a year just for one of his skits he's so good at. Like, the one with Starbucks, he copied Starbucks, like. Exactly, really? uh, for this regular coffee shop, he was all over like the news for that. Uh, just a great show. Um, Impractical Jokers on True TV, of all places. Uh, these four friends, they get together. They got one will be doing a task, one or two of them, and they have to do what they all say, or else they fail the task, quote unquote, and. Um, whoever has the most fails by the end of the episode has to do the big challenge where they cannot refuse to do it. They absolutely have to do it no matter what it is. It's embarrassing or or something that they know will scare the other person. <laughs> um, but it, it's really funny. Uh, check it out if you haven't heard of it. Also got Orange is the New Black. It's more of a dramedy as well, but yeah. I enjoy the show. Veep on HBO. Is a very funny show. BoJack Horseman on Netflix. Taxi, the old uh, uh, show with Danny DeVito and all the people. Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. Blanche. No. <laughs> Rose and Dorothy. Dorothy, yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. Can't go wrong with the little Will Smith back in the day. You can go wrong with him now, but not back then. Not back then. I Love Lucy. Yeah. I used to watch it at Nick and Night along with some other shows. 
Everyone Loves Raymond. Surprisingly good sitcom. I don't like... I like The Old Man. That's yeah. it. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> I like... There's something depressing about Raymond to me. I understand why it's funny and whatever, but... I like Ray Romano, just in general. But, honestly, I think it had more to do with... It came on, like, at a certain time when I had to, like, start chilling out to go to bed, homework, school. I think that's what actually depresses me about that show. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. And his monotone voice, but... <laughs> Your everyday life can affect you. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, Arrested Development. I've only seen the first season... So I can't really comment, but I love the first season. Oh, yeah. With Michael Sarah, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, watch any TV over at a break? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on cable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I mean, I watch, like, some Netflix stuff, but... Narcos will be talking about... I watched half of the first episode and fell asleep, but... We'll be talking about that more in a few weeks when we and review I've, the whole season. I watched a season eight or nine of Trailer Park Boys. Okay, cool. Well, <clears throat> I have a few things. <laughs> All right. I watched season finished season three of Orange Is the New Black. All right. Uh, I mentioned before how when I had watched the first four or five episodes, it definitely was lesser than the first two seasons. But it does pick up about halfway through. It starts to get pretty good again. Um, but still the weakest of the three seasons so far. Yeah, kind of, um, what's that called? House of Cards-ish? Never seen it, but... None of it? No. Really? Well, uh, that's how I felt about it. The third season was the weakest. Still yeah. good, but... Yeah. It was like, though, the first half, I'm like, I don't know if I'm watching this next, if they have another season. By the end, I'm like, yeah, definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, review the... Show on Comedy Central that I mentioned in honorable mentions for best comedy. I talked about season one when I just binge watched that a while back and how it was freaking hilarious. It's this guy Forrest McNeil who reviews life out of five stars, like alcoholism, <laughs> racism, all this different, like <laughs> space, <laughs> going into space. And season two started. I watched season one by myself, so in preparation for season two. Me and Sam, we uh, called up. We had watched season one all the way through for her first time, my second time. Holds up completely. Still hilarious. And season two is about halfway done, and it's still very, very good. Nice. Just just a really, really funny show. <laughs> um, next up, I watched the first episode of BoJack Horseman season two. Okay. Pretty much picking up right where I left off. Really strong comedy animation like adult animation comedy uh, yeah just yeah. gets the laughs gets the knucks I've seen a few episodes of the first season I'd say the first season starts a little weak but the second half is very good yeah I, uh, honestly the only reason I stopped watching is I didn't have Netflix after like it okay. had just come out and I lost my Netflix account for a while but I just haven't gotten back into yeah the, I watched the first episode like a week or two ago and I haven't gone back. It's not because I'm not... I will eventually watch it. It's just one of those shows that I'll... When I have like... In a minute, when I'm cooking dinner or something and I can just watch on my... Yeah. My daughter's Kindle or something, you know, while I'm doing something else. It's not a priority, but it's definitely good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How about the HBO miniseries from... 
David Simon show me a hero with Oscar Isaac as um, yeah. New York mayor about the uh, Section 8 coming or some kind of housing for yeah, the lower like class that, coming into Yonkers. Yonkers, yes. Yeah. Um, I watched it was they did two episodes a week for three weeks so it was like six hours. Oh, they did two episodes? Mm-hmm. Huh. So it was like three chunks of two hours each. Um, Definitely a good show. I watched it all. It started off a little slow. It, the whole time, it is definitely slow. I'm assuming The Wire is kind of similar. It's yeah. Like, it's mean, very methodical. Yeah, it's... Well, but you can't super, watch one episode of The Wire. You have to watch it. Super realistic. And um, it did get better as it went on. Great acting. Looks great. Very gritty and realistic. Uh, I actually liked the the stories of like the people that were moving into the to these new developments, like the uh, the black people that had to deal with the shit. Yeah, much better than the actual like political machinations. Um, that's sort of his that's, thing. Yeah. That guy. It's not necessarily even about the big picture. It's yeah. about the smaller pictures and how they fit in and affect. Yeah. I mean, that stuff, it was still well done. But I don't know. It, I'm just not a political guy in general. Yeah. And I was just waiting for it to get to the, the street level, on the, to the regular people. That just was more interesting to me, but very well done. Uh, worth a look if you like The Wire, obviously. I've only seen one episode of The Wire, ashamedly. But, <laughs> but well, if you got something to look forward to one day. Definitely. Next up was a new reality show I checked out on TBS, of all places, called America's Next Weatherman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's from Funny or Die, produced it. So I figured I'd give it a shot, and I actually have stuck with it so far every week. I think it's probably at least halfway done now. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's basically like, I, I forget how many, I, I guess just say 12 people, men and women, who want to be weatherman, weatherwoman, yeah. weather person, and they go through these ridiculous tasks to try <laughs> to like narrow it down, and then at the end of each episode... Two people will go and do a a fake weather report in front of the judges, but they'll throw in some kind of thing in the middle of it where, like, in one episode, um, and the teleprompter would go out, and they'd have to just uh, wing it, wing it, yeah, and see who can do better. And it's just it's pretty funny. There's some decent characters in there, so. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing essential, but it passes the time. Yeah. Next up, finished season two of True Detective. Yeah, how did um, you feel about that? Terrible. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I hate to say it, because, I mean, acting still decent to good. Yeah. Uh, it still looked good. I mean, there were still scenes, that, like good action scenes. There, it had moments, but the writing was just atrocious. I, boring snooze fest. someone. It's not good. Yeah. But it's it was like a you couldn't take your eyes off of it. It's like, like the most watchable, <laughs> the most watchable bad show I've seen in a while. Like 
I didn't have to finish it. But yeah. every week I'm like, okay. Mm. <laughs> and I watched it. And I didn't like it <laughs> any time. Um, but like I said, it had moments that were right. But overall, I was very disappointed. Luckily, hmm. it's the kind of show that's completely different from season to season. So they can easily correct it if they choose to write a good story next time. Yeah. <laughs> like this time, we can screw it all up. Yep. <laughs> and for the first time, I've been watching Hard Knocks on HBO. All right. It's like documentary yeah. series where they follow a sp- uh, football team through training camp. Yeah. This year it's Houston Texans, and I like it. It's I, really enjoyable. I watched um, Miami. Was that a year or two ago? Yeah. Yeah, it's just really interesting. It it's really cool how it's like very a time like on time like it's yeah, really, it's, it's like showing you the week prior. before yeah. yeah, and it's super well done for that short a time to edit and they really do a good job with like the way it looks and yeah. slow motion and making storylines out of this stuff very well done it's good good watch yeah it's cool um let's see it's it reminds me of big brother in the sense that they have to turn these things out in such short time from when it actually happened and turn it into a story yeah i the year i watched it it was cool but well, if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, I don't really care. That coach is such a jackass. Like I don't know if he's even there still, is he? Coach Philbin. Philbin, yeah. He's just so old school, like you new know, cussing. And, yeah, like I think well, that's pretty much what uh, Terrell Owens. Actually, he headbutted his wife or something like that. But that's pr- really the reason he got cut was. Just Wasn't it Ocho Cinco on there? Oh, yeah, it was Ocho Cinco. Okay. I get those two mixed up sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, uh, whichever one it was, that's really what he got cut for, is just the coach was like, you no know, cussing and just old school power trip kind of guy. Yeah. One of those me first wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> I like Ocho Cinco better than Terrell Owens. I do too. Until he hit his wife. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Narcos, like I said, but we'll save that. Uh, yeah. And I watched the first episode of Peaky Blinders, season oh, one. Nice. Very interesting. Yeah. Didn't get off to the fastest start for me, but no. It, by the end of that episode, I was definitely intrigued to keep watching. Yeah, I would give it two or three episodes at least before you decide. Cillian I Murphy. mean, it's only 12 episodes between the two seasons. Yeah. So. Cillian Murphy, he's great. Yeah, I liked his character a lot. Um, yeah, I got. I think the show gets better every episode. Yeah, much. cool. Yeah. I don't know how fast I'm going to get through it because I'm going to have to watch Narcos in the next few weeks. But I definitely am interested. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the news for this episode. <laughs> not not too much. Uh, there's another Scooby Doo movie coming. Why not? Sweet. And apparently there's going to be a live-action Hanna-Barbera connected universe, a la Marvel, a la Universal Monsters, a la everybody nowadays. I, um, in, did you hear, like, what Steven Spielberg said? No, what's that? How comic book movies are, like, the equivalent of a Western. It's yeah. a genre I've that's going that to fade. Yeah. 
come back, fade, or whatever. Yeah. And I, I kind of got to agree with them. It's just... I agree to an extent. I mean, I don't think they'll completely go away. Like, Westerns never completely went away, but there was definitely a time period where they were the main squeeze oh, or whatever. Yeah. I do just think that comic book movie, they're like this live action cartoon thing, really. Like the Disney they're just thing? overdoing it. Heavy. When something succeeds, you pound the pavement until you kill it. <laughs> yeah, and it's even... I don't think comics are ever good. Comic book movies are ever going to get as low as the westerns did, because Marvel. I think Marvel will last. Yeah, I don't know. But I definitely can see uh, a, a definitely uh, a Marvel a bust already has to figure out a new way of showing their movie, like the whole their formula. I do. I think it's not that I don't like it. It's just so played out already. They have me. to do more of the Guardians of the Galaxy type things. Yeah. If they want, and then mix in a regular style every once in a while. Yeah. Like Doctor Strange is the next one, and that one, or after Captain America, Doctor Strange is going to be another weird one, like Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, I mean, as long I, as they can throw that in there every once in a while, keep I, it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But Hanna Barbera, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Uh, Jack Reacher 2 is in the making. Did you ever watch Jack Reacher? No. It's a Tom Cruise action movie directed by Christopher McQuarrie. It's one of the earliest episodes me and Casey did. And and we always kept going back to it as the example of just a really good but not great movie. <laughs> Classic heavy seven and a half where just... Completely unexpected. We kept saying, like, in for the next six months after <laughs> we reviewed it, we kept saying, it was okay. It wasn't no Jack Reacher, though. <laughs> it was always the benchmark for some reason. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely glad they're making another one. It was a good movie. Uh, I've heard of it. I, I never... It's not essential it. viewing, but Tom Cruise is just a great action star. Like, yeah, he is. He makes it work. Look at the Mission Impossible franchise. Anything he's in, he's going to give 100% of himself into that role. Edge of Tomorrow, loved it. One of my favorite movies of that year. Uh, So, interesting. And the last piece of news is there's going to be a Kindergarten Cop 2, and Dolph Lundgren is going to play the Kindergarten Cop. Second-rate Arnold, indeed. Wow. Ivan Drago. (laughs) I... It is not a tumor. I'm trying to do it in a Russian accent and didn't work. That's going to be terrible. It's going to be horrendous. Love the first one in an ironic way. They should just try to make it like a Sharknado type thing where it's... Yeah. Even though I think that's bad in the first place. Yeah. (laughs) I've never watched it. It's so bad, it's good. It's just bad. (laughs) Exactly. When When you try to make a movie bad, it's not so bad. Exactly. Good. You're just being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to prejudgment day for this episode. Got right. five more. Um, it's Oscar season, and in the trailer show, it's just a tif- different vibe at this time of year. Yep. And it's actually, it's more annoying in the trailers than the actual movies themselves for me. Yeah. Because you can just tell by the trailers, by the music they're choosing, that. We want to get your attention that this is important, that this is going to be, you know, award-worthy. And then 
once you see it in contests, it usually are good movies. Yeah, the pretentious kind of yeah. trailers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First up is By the Sea, written and directed by Angelina Jolie, starring Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt as a couple who are dealing with the loss of their child and uh, just how that damages their relationship as they try to survive. Yeah. Uh, I love Brad Pitt. He's an awesome actor. I think he gets overlooked because because of his movie star yeah. status, but I actually think he's just a really good actor. Angelina Jolie is good as well. She uh, knew Brad Pitt. <laughs> this is the kind of story that should have an impact for me. Um, I have a feeling, or at least I think if it's anything like Revolutionary Road, which was Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet in dealing with the bad marriage, then uh, I'll love it. The trailer itself, though, was kind of weird. Yeah. It was... I did like at the end how the contradiction between the music and what was on screen, but I, I do think the movie's going to be good. The trailer I didn't think was great. I just worry that it might have the look it has to be Oscar-y. Yeah. Or award. That is a fear, because last year she had Unbroken. Yeah. That was hers, and it had that look, but it didn't have the, yeah. cont- the, the substance behind it. You know, yeah. It's kind of empty. So, I'm... Get your feet about it. I'm giving an 8.5 out of 10. I'm going with my gut as opposed to my eyes. Oh, uh, yeah? Yes. Um, you're giving it a 6.5. Right. Next up is Life. The story of James Dean starring Dane DeHaan, Robert Pattinson, directed by Anton Corbin. Um, this, to me look like a made-for-TV movie. But yet, at the same time, I actually really like Dane DeHaan as an actor. Twilight aside, I've really liked Robert Pattinson as an actor. Yeah. It seems like it could be an interesting story, but just based off this trailer, I'm hoping it was just the trailer. It just did not yeah. do it for me. It could be a good movie. It could. It really could be a good movie. But yes. It does... It's not just one thing. I don't know. It's just a combination of a lot of things that make it look really off. It looked cheesy. Yeah. Very cheesy. And maybe, I mean, in con- again, in context, maybe that's what they're going for and it will make sense as you watch the whole entire movie. But, yeah. Uh, five and a half out of ten, I think. Five. <laughs> uh, sorry to say. guess those interviews are out now. <laughs> and next up, we have Quentin Tarantino's eighth movie. As noted in the trailer, The Hateful Eight, starring Kurt Russell, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, and a bunch of other people that are famous actors. Yeah. I love Quentin Tarantino. Me too. I don't think he's made a movie that I didn't like. Jackie Brown is probably my least favorite, but it still has a lot of redeeming qualities. Um, The trailer... His trailers never show the kind of, like how good of a movie it's going to be. No. To me, they always do the boom, boom, big that weird lettering that he's famous yeah. for, but doesn't really. I don't know. The trailer wasn't great, but I'm so excited for this movie. Yeah, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I've heard like some stuff prior to. I don't know. Just people say it was going to be 
crazy, yeah, cool, whatever. It's the year of the Western. Speaking of, Westerns, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about it. The Revenant, this uh, slow West, just a lot of high-profile, high-quality westerns coming out. I think, actually, think this might be the worst of those three, but it's still going to be really good. Yeah. I but, don't? I don't know. You don't really judge him for the setting that it's necessary. It's always no. stylized in the Absolutely. first place. Yeah. So. You know it's going to be violent, and you know it's going to have great writing, great yeah. dialogue. And an interesting way of telling the yes. story. Yes. And yes, absolutely. And uh, given, I, think, I don't think it can be as good as Django or... Inglorious Bastards, because Inglorious Bastards is my second favorite movie of all time. Wow. Um, I'll give it an eight and a half. I'm going to go with an eight. Okay. I'm going to go with the theme of the movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I should have thought of that. Yeah. Can't go back now. Ah, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up was Trumbo. I already forgot his first name, but it's about a screenwriter who uh, played by... Uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, as the screenwriter who is blacklisted because he's at least accused of being in the Communist Party. I don't know if he actually was or not. Yeah, the trailer's kind of weird. He doesn't deny it, but he doesn't say that he is either. Yeah. I think he just says it shouldn't matter. Yeah, so then he goes on, I guess he becomes the first person to be like, uh, to use an alias. He keeps writing, but not under his own name. Yeah. It looks very of the time. It was the music playing was like jives, jivey, and bebop. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was it like? Thirties, forties, fifties, something like that. Thirties, forties, I yeah. guess. Or no, I think the Red Scare was in the late forties, yeah. early fifties. It was after World War Two, right? Yeah. Um, but Brian Cranston looks great as usual. Yeah. I actually, I thought it looked pretty interesting. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it after the trailer. Yeah. Um, I like first impression, I was like, uh, I yeah. don't know if I want to see this movie. After watching yeah. the whole thing, I was like, wow, this looks cool. Yeah, I'll say seven and a half. Seven and a half. Um, I don't know. Seven. Maybe seven. Lower. All right. You're always going a half a point under me. Except I'd buy the C. <laughs> yeah. Panned You're it. always going two it. points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one was Carol, which got great reviews out of Cannes Film Festival in May, starring Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara as, I think, secret lesbian lovers. The plot was not getting it across in the trailer. I guess no, they're, I think I, they're just going for more of a mood, yeah. a tone, a look at me. We're going to be Oscar worthy. <laughs> like I said, uh, we're Oscar baiting and. The trailer wasn't good, no. but I've heard such good things, and these are great actresses, so I I am interested in seeing the movie. Yeah. But, hmm, just based, I know I didn't go just based on the trailer for By the Sea, so I'm going complete opposite here. <laughs> six and a half. Six and a half? <laughs> um, All right, five. six. <laughs> five, okay. All right. Put them in the books. Uh, yeah, the music depressed me. Five. Put it in a time capsule, and we'll we'll see them when we never talk about it again. <laughs> yeah. In theaters, 
<laughs> the weekend of this episode was supposed to come out. Uh, American Ultra, Hitman, Agent 47, and Sinister 2. Three movies that didn't make a lot of money, didn't get great critical response, and don't have much interest from me, personally. Yeah, we picked a good time, though. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and none of them were picked... Oh, no, none of them were picked in the box office draft, so... Hmm. On Redbox, Home, the animated movie uh, about a purple alien species that lands on Earth as their new home... Get it? <laughs> yeah. uh, is uh, coming out, came out already. Uh, Aloha, the Cameron Crowe movie starring Bradley Cooper, Emma Stone. At a, they're in Hawaii. It's something uh, to do yeah. with the military. Yeah, pain. <clears throat> yeah, didn't get good reviews. That's why we're not reviewing either of those or The Water Diviner, which is Russell Crowe's directorial debut, which got bad reviews as well. We are going to go ahead and review Mad Max Fury Road. It's going to be a good one, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot <laughs> wait. Uh, we're actually going to watch it as soon as we're done recording here. Um, we're just jumping it ahead to boost up this episode because of basically we feel bad. Yeah. That we've been on hiatus and had a couple lackluster episodes here and there. So we're going to come with, out with a bang in the next one. <laughs> Should be great because not only are we reviewing Mad Max Fury Road. We're going to be talking about our top five most anticipated fall movies. We're going to have the final results of the summer box office draft. And I have some just stats in general for that. <laughs> Should be fun. And our first ever fall box office slash award season draft. Yeah. A little wrinkle in there that we'll talk about in the episode. Um, Really looking forward to it. I yeah. love I love these drafts and I love drafts. All these little things you can do just in time for fantasy football season. <laughs> <clears throat> and I also have a ton of stuff to talk about that I watched. There's some news, some more pre judgment day. Catch it all in the next episode. We'll see you there. But in the meantime you can email us the Redbox Report at Yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Redbox Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oral Report. I'm on Twitter at the RBR Joel. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Um, I lost my train of thought because you're doing orchestra. I'm trying singles. to orchestrate this thing here. <laughs> you're not doing a good job. Um, find us on Stitcher. Uh, and I'm on Letterboxd at the Oreo Report. And subscribe to our Reddit. That's what I was looking for. I'm on the internet. <laughs> cool. Look me up. Just search it. <laughs> Reddit.com slash R slash the Redbox Report. And uh, we'll see you later. Yeah, as always.